Welcome back to the Pitosophical Podcast. I am your host, Justin Kristen. And before we hop into today's episode, I want to take a moment to send uh, a special thank you to those who tuned into the episode last week, the initial podcast, and recognize those who had sent me feedback or gave me feedback. Uh, without that feedback, it, it really is hard for me to improve, so I really do appreciate it. And without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. Back in 2014, I remember hopping on the scale and seeing a number of 270 or 275 pounds. And at that point in my life, the five pounds really didn't matter. You know, I would fluctuate the three, four, five pounds, but it wasn't a big deal. But I remember just being unhappy, and I, I don't know if it was because of the number or if it was because of life situations, but I knew something had to change. So I set a goal for myself, and this is honest to God, my goal that I set for myself, was I was going to eat less and run and see what happened. So that was my starting point. Specifically, April 17th, 2014 was the very first run that I made. Not a single athletic bone left in my body at that point. Completely out of shape, overweight, no muscle. I set out for my first run. 1.94 miles. It took me 27 minutes and 12 seconds. That's a 13 minute and 58 second pace. But after I was done, I remember feeling accomplished. I remember feeling the beads of sweat dripping down my face and Internally, my, my heart was smiling because that competition was back within myself. I was no longer just settling with what I was. I was, I was starting to improve. And I think I knew that at that moment. I knew I was on to something. I knew I was on to something more than what I was doing. Because what I was doing was nothing. My exercise at that point, was made up of maybe playing basketball once a week, a couple times a month, and playing slow-pitch softball, which requires you to run like 70 feet to first base. (laughs) Other than that, it was non-existent. There was no exercise regimen. There was no dieting. There was no food control. I ate what I wanted, when I wanted, and without knowing it, that's what made me unhappy. So I think this was the perfect time for self-control and self-discipline to be reintroduced into my life. And even though it was hard and uncomfortable, being able to reflect back, it's something that I believe set the tone for the rest, well, the rest of my life. And I specifically remember on the third day on April 19th, sitting in the living room, stretching my calves, getting ready for my third run in three days, and thinking to myself, man, I'm sore. My legs were sore, my feet were sore. I'm pretty sure even my upper body was sore. And that was just running, you know, three and a half miles within two days. And when I say running, I'm using that very loosely because it was, you know, like I said, now it's a brisk walk. But sitting there stretching, getting ready for my run, I remember trying to talk myself out of it telling myself that it's not a big deal that I can just 
get back to running tomorrow. But specifically that third day, that third day was a huge moment for me. Because even though I was sore and even though my body was telling me not to go for a run and even though my head was telling me not to go for a run, I did it anyway. And I went out and after about the first quarter mile, my body felt better. I was more loosened up than I was sitting there stretching. And by the time I got back after, on that run it was 1.95 miles at uh, 25 minutes and 6 seconds after I got back, I remember sitting on the front porch and just beaming. There's no other way to put it. I was, I was elated. I was happy with myself because I knew that I wasn't going to let the BS get in my way. My goal of eating less and running was in full force. There was nothing going to stop me. And even though that third day I wanted to take a break, I ended up running for six days in a row. So I didn't take a break until basically a week later after my first run. And just to show the improvement that I made over that first week, so from April 17th, 2014, at my 13 minute, 58 second pace, until the last of my six days, which was April 22nd, 2014, my pace on that one was 12 minutes and seven seconds. So I had knocked off almost two minutes per mile in that first six days. And I was hooked. From that point, I was hooked. There was no stopping me. And reflecting back at that moment, at that week, that's had a profound impact on my life. Because I can remember it like it was yesterday. I remember there, there are moments in time where we can remember what we were doing, what we were thinking, where we were, and that's one of my moments. Because I proved to myself that, that I could do it. And I was, I was doing it. Not only that I could do it, but I was doing it. And so for so many people out there that I want to help, weight loss, getting in shape, exercise, you don't have to have a foolproof plan. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing to try. You have to be willing to change some habits. After all, that's what I was doing. I was changing habits. After I got home from work, I would go for a run. And it was the same path. It was the same gravel road path that was a mile to one end and then a mile back. So it was right around that two-mile mark. And I could see the improvement. Even though maybe I wasn't seeing it on the scale right away, I could see the improvement with, one, my time. Like I said, in the first six days, I almost shaved two minutes per mile off my time, which to me was incredible. But two, with how I felt about myself. Because I told myself I was going to do something, and now I was following through with it. We set, we set reports with each other. 
with coworkers, with bosses. But the most important rapport we have is with ourselves. And it has to do with eating, it has to do with exercise, it has to do with anything in your life. If we tell ourselves that we're going to do something and we don't follow through, what kind of relationship do you think there is? What kind of relationship do you think there is between your body and your thoughts and the neurons and your your brain firing? It doesn't set a very good rapport. So once we start following through, if we say we're going to do something, we better damn well do it. Otherwise, we set a precedent for ourselves to say, okay, well, this time we didn't do it. Next time we will do it. But guess what? Next time you are still the same person as you were the first time. And the first step to changing that rapport and bettering yourself is changing old habits. And I get it. Changing habits, it's hard. It's hard to say no. It's uncomfortable. Sometimes we don't even know where to start. And it's easy to fall back into old habits. But we owe it to ourselves to try. If we are unhappy, if we are not fulfilled, we don't necessarily have to know why that is happening. But we owe it to ourselves to attempt to better ourselves. And I promise you, if if exercise is not a part of your daily routine, if you make it a part of your daily routine, your stress will go down, your confidence will go up, and you will feel better. And use that as the foundation to bettering yourself, to give yourself more confidence when you're with your spouse, your significant other, your children, your co-workers, your family, your friends. It's not just about looking better naked in the mirror. It's about performing better at your job. It's about being a better parent, a better spouse, a better friend. And I understand that we're all busy. We all get caught up with an overloaded work schedule, kids, extracurricular activities, work functions. But I promise you that the time that we put into exercise and into our health, it's going to pay us back 10, 20, 30 fold. It's the big picture. It's not the immediate return. And it's easy for me to sit here and say, well, if you have time for Netflix, if you have time for cards, if you have time for drinking with your friends socially, then you have time for the gym or you have time to exercise. But I'm not going to go there right now because we all deserve that escapism. We all deserve that that free time, that deloading period, whether it's Netflix or cards or hanging out with your friends socially. But I promise you, the time you spend on yourself, or if you make that time for yourself, there will be no negative side effects to it. And as you carve out that time in your schedule to 
fit exercise into your daily routine. Naturally, the next question is, where do I start? And my advice is, start with the next difficult thing. Depending on your activity level, if you're a sedentary office worker who doesn't get much physical activity during the nighttime, the first step might be to go for a walk. And it's up to you to decide how long that walk is, whether it's a block, a quarter mile, a mile, three miles. But it needs to be somewhat difficult. It can't be easy on you. Because then we fall back into that comfortability zone of just doing the same routine over and over. But we need to push ourselves. We need to stress our muscles. After all, that's how we grow. We grow by putting ourselves under a little bit of pressure. Not too much pressure to where we crack or we hurt ourselves, but enough pressure to where we learn. Enough pressure to where the next time that we set out to accomplish something, we are able to draw on our previous experience. And step by step, ladder rung by ladder rung, eventually we'll make it to the top. But there will be setbacks. There will be times in your life where something comes up and it throws you off. But it's being sure that we don't fall into old habits. It's recognizing that we are reverting back into old habits to where we have to be strong enough to pick ourselves back up and get right back on track. Because success is not guaranteed, but the struggle is. And it's how we deal with those moments of uncertainty, those, those moments that we think we failed, that really define who we are. And the easy path is very rarely the most rewarding path. The most rewarding things in my life are the hardest things in my life. I look back to when I used to play video games all the time. I used to create characters that, in Madden for instance, that were... 99 overall, 99 speed, 99 catch, 7 foot 6, 350 pounds, could run a 4, 240. And every play I would score a touchdown with them. Every single play. And it was fun for about three minutes. And then it was too easy. There wasn't enough, there wasn't enough friction, there wasn't enough challenge for me to keep going. Because after all, it gets boring. It gets boring to catch the ball, run it into the end zone, and see the score go up. Yes, I am winning by 50 or 70 points each game. But the fact of the matter is, is it's not rewarding. Because there was no, there was no challenge to it. I didn't deserve it. And that's something that I think a lot about with my life is yes, I want things to be easy and expedient, but at the same point, the easy and expedient things are usually the least rewarding. Love is not easy. I love my son. It is not easy. It is very re rewarding, though. And oftentimes, it's a struggle. But what other options do we have? What other options do I have 
to keep plugging away, to be the best parent that I can be, to learn, to grow, to listen, to understand, to try to be the best person that I can be. And I'm not born to be the best person I can be. But I can set goals and I can learn. And I can try to better myself. And each step of the way, whether it's parenting, whether it's exercise, whether it's food, whether it's being a friend, a spouse, a co-worker, just trying to be the best person I can be. And with that, I think that's where we will wrap it up. If you've made it this far, I appreciate you listening. And as always, if you have any questions, any topics, any feedback, please send me an email, justin at philosophical.com, J-U-S-T-I-N at F-I-T-O-S-O-P-H-I-C-A-L.com. And I truly am here to help. If you have any questions, please, please don't hesitate to ask. And we will check back in with you next week.